This episode of the Supply Chain Brain Podcast is supported by Intech, provider of a comprehensive suite of warehouse management, execution, and control software. Be sure and stick around after the discussion for a look at the company and what it offers to customers. But now, on to the podcast. For many companies today, robots in the warehouse are more than a cool thing to have around. They're the very key to survival. Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, Editor-in-Chief of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. Robots in warehouse and distribution facilities have been with us in one form or another for many years now. But what began as a move to automate a few discrete tasks has blossomed into a technology that encompasses virtually every aspect of warehouse operations. Today, robots are an essential tool for retailers and distributors to keep pace with the relentless demands of consumers for faster turnaround on orders, even at a time when some elements of the supply chain have come to a near halt. On this episode, we talk about the state of the robotics art with Martin McLean, president of Intech. We'll discuss where and what kind of robots fit into the distribution picture today, as well as their natural limitations. To McLean, it's a question of automate or die. Here's our conversation. Martin McLean, welcome to the show. Hi, Bob. How are you? Good, and thank you very much for being with me today. So, Martin, what is driving the intense scrutiny and demand for robotics in supply chain right now? So labor today is a real problem. We're seeing that changes in stay-at-home policy. COVID has had a huge impact, and then the competition for labor in the distribution space is intense. If you have a Amazon, if you have a UPS distribution center somewhere geographically close to your own warehouse or DC, you're in serious trouble. They'll just continue to ratchet up. So robotics remedies that in these repetitive tasks we can address without a labor footprint, and there's demonstrable ROI for that. Do you think that COVID-19 has made matters even more urgent? It has. We're seeing that every single week in our existing client base, prospective client base. They're like, what do we do? And our answer really is automate or die. Hmm. We have really no choice now but to do that to remain viable as distributors, light manufacturers, etc. The labor pool is just dried up. There's a drudgery element to a lot of stuff that happens in a wet warehouse. Workers today don't want to do the drudge work. And so what we see is robotics being able to replace that drudgery work for these repetitive tasks, demonstrable, repeatable tasks that can be repeated over and over again. Robotics are perfect for that. Okay, so what kinds of robotics specifically are you seeing in use right now in warehousing and in distribution environments? Autonomous mobile robots, we're calling them AMRs in the industry, are gaining a lot of traction. Some big providers out of Europe, out of China, also domestically, for these autonomous mobile robots. They're able to be programmed simply. 
and put into the system very quickly without a lot of overhead to do these simple repetitive tasks, walking around, you know, moving product from here to there are things we just don't want to spend labor on when we can have a robot doing it, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They don't call in sick. They do need maintenance. But these things satisfy that need in the labor pool where we don't need human judgment. We don't need human interaction to get these things done. And they're making a lot of headway in the industry. There's so many different tasks that robots potentially could do. What about articulating pick robots specifically? They're making some real progress in the warehouse today. How are they being applied to operations? Almost orders of magnitude changes in that industry and that particular part of the robotics articulating arms with the intelligence to discern products, mixed products, in a single bin or carton or tote. For example, I've seen robotics now out of Boston. There's a great company out of Boston, and their robots can look into a bin and find the tube of toothpaste mixed in with shampoo bottles, ibuprofen, Tylenol, the whole thing in a single box. They're smart enough to see it, find it, articulate their arm in a way in which it allows them to grab it out of there and then make repeated attempts to actually get it right or give up and just find another toothpaste tube in there and grab it. That type of robotics with the intelligence behind it, the software is amazing to be able to basically learn. These robots are learning what the product base is and what to fulfill, and it doesn't require a human to interact with them. What about the learning process? I mean, you to bring robots into a specific facility that has a particular kind of product, do you have to spend time, quote-unquote, training them to recognize the products within the four walls of that facility? No, that's where it gets down to we feed the robotics in the industry a discrete task. We say, get this tube of toothpaste, and there's a reference to images of that tube of toothpaste. They know it's Crest versus something else, and they can look in there and they go, okay, there it is. This matches what I've been required to do grab the tube of toothpaste, put it into a takeaway tote or carton, and away it goes, your tube of toothpaste ends up on your desk or on your front porch or in your mailbox. And then there's also actions, even if the robots aren't equipped with arms or articulated types of technology, they can certainly help to direct humans to the pick face, reduce a lot of travel time around the facility for people, right? Yeah. Amazon's distribution model is based on an acquisition they made back in, I believe, 2012. It was Kiva Robotics. And this is a goods-to-person solution. These robots bring shelving, vertically stacked shelving, and bring it around to an operator or associate and present the product to the associate. And their job is simply to find the product and put it into a takeaway container. So they're not traveling and we're not paying people to travel, an expensive habit. Instead, these robotics are coming around. And recently, for the first time ever, I believe, you can find some video of an actual Amazon site in production and you see how these robots are put to work. Today, because of that, what happened in 2012, there's many manufacturers now providing the exact same technology this is very simple technology. It's a, a goods-to-person technology. All we're doing with these robots is we're finding movable shelving where goods are needed. We deliver those to a person. The person grabs what's needed out of the storage that's been presented to them by this robot, a form of autonomous mobile robot, and then the robot takes that away when it's done. Very discrete tasks, 
but the drudge, the menial labor of walking to product is completely eliminated. So right there, there's an immediate payback on the robots themselves. And then the associates have a much better work environment rather than doing something repetitive like walking all day. Is there a potential within a robot-equipped facility or a warehouse to eliminate conveyors altogether? I mean, they're sort of like the poster boys of of old-style warehouses. Can you actually run a facility without them at all? You can. We're seeing that today. Um, It's a company we know, uh, an integrator, just implemented 500 robots this year, and there's no conveyor in the system whatsoever. So we've taken out fixed, very expensive equipment that goes in in terms of conveyor and the infrastructure that conveyor needs in terms of power and sometimes compressed air. And we simply put in low-cost autonomous mobile robots, and they move product around. And that product can include being a complete sortation system to get the product to the right shipping dock at the right time with the other product for the order and bring it all together. And this is just another form of AMRs in use today. The big conveyor system can take months to build out. AMRs can be deployed in an afternoon. And they're fixed, too, so it's hard to adjust them when you need to adjust the needs of the facility. Yeah. Or I guess the robots can just about go anywhere. Now, of course, in many ways, uh, we know that robots can outperform humans in certain physical tasks. But can they do it with an actual, I guess, a demonstrable return on investment, what it costs to equip a facility with these things? Does it make sense from an ROI perspective? It does. The ROI is out there. Studies have been done. The figures are easy to come up with. A simple time and motion study of an associate, you find out that in warehouses today, 60% of their time is walking. If we remove that 60% of their time and we're simply leasing an AMR or another type of robot, that lease rate is well below what it's going to cost for the labor to do that. And that AMR is running 24 hours a day. So we get a lower cost to do this menial dredge work and they're working 24-7 in a single instance. You can't beat it. But outperform does not necessarily mean completely eliminate. There is indeed a role for people in these facilities, is there not? If so, what is it? There is a role. Where we want people is we, when we need judgment. Inbound often operations require judgment. Did I receive the entire purchase order? Is, are these goods damaged? Whereas, But you can make the case today there are robots today detecting damaged blueberries coming off of conveyor lines. So the robotics is even there for that. But there are positions where judgment is necessary to see damage, to see discrepancy, something that's outside the norm, meaning we don't have a discrete repetitive task. That's often happening in the inbound part of an operation. But as we get deeper into the operation where everything is known, where the product is, where it has to go, then AMRs and other types of articulating pit robots are a great fit. But, you know, for years, even before the current generation of AMRs and automation, there have been selected examples of so-called lights-out warehouses around the world where literally there are no people involved at all in the movement of goods and picking and sorting and stuff like that. So do you see that as not necessarily increasing, or do you see the potential for more such facilities going forward? That's a great question, Bob. We've seen AGVs, automatic guided vehicles, for decades now. The problem with those is they are an infrastructure installation. They have to, they need wire guidance in the floor. They need something that guides them. And today, everything is Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and programmable. So the AGV has been replaced by the AMR. 
and they're very flexible. So we don't have to have an infrastructure around that. And so that's really the evolution with robotics today is they're easily programmable, easily fit into a simple task. You might have a simple task moving finished goods from, say, a manufacturing or assembly area into finished goods area, and you're just pulling these things over, and the robot just repeats the task all all day long. And then as you grow that area of your business, you add another robot or add two more without having to add more conveyor, more capacity, or even going out and finding a a facility that's 30% bigger and moving everything over there. Why would you need to do that? Also, it helps you adjust to peak season surges and and dips as well, does it not? Absolutely. If you're on a lease basis and you need more six more robots for a peak season, you know, Black Friday hits, then you just deploy the six robots repeating the same task that the other ones are doing. The so-called programming or setup's already done. They already know the task. Very, very quick to do. And peak seasons today can be all over the place. When you look at Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, Halloween, Mm -hmm. for some of these distributors, they're impacted by all those things. We've seen that with candy makers and fine goods where the different seasonalities can be six, seven, eight times a year, but that's not their norm day to day. As opposed to viewing a robot as a shiny new object that's exciting to acquire, how would somebody assess whether their operation actually is a candidate for a type of robotic system? You're looking for applications which have a task that can be repeated, and that might be many different tasks and applying one or more different types of robots to those tasks, and that's what you're looking for. You're looking for basic time and motion study Do we have people, associates in our business wasting time on non-value add? So where the human comes in is value add is still there. There's still going to be a demand for it. And I think the demand for really good labor will drive up what we see in hourly rates and salaries for those. But you have to have demonstrable tasks. They're easy to spot if you have experience in it. They're easy to measure. You know, what are we seeing here? What's the actual cost? Those are hard costs. They're very easy to determine. You can look at, I'm spending $300,000 a year in labor moving product A from here to there. Very easy to measure. You get the numbers on the AMRs, what's it cost to actually rent them, lease them, buy them, and put them on the floor. And then the numbers are there. And if they're not paying off in short order, then you know you don't have a fit. But it doesn't take, it's not like a complete system design, which might take months and months to actually ascertain where the conveyor goes and what rates it has to have and what the peak hours has to support. This is much mm-hmm. simpler. But it's not an automatic equation where you say, okay, a small warehouse is better or worse than a large warehouse or a particular type of product or a particular industry. It sounds like these robots can be deployed across multiple types of scenarios within a warehouse. They really can. The great thing is that a very small warehouse that's wasting time in one particular area of the operation or maybe pre- or post-assembly might benefit from a single robot that costs 25000 a year or you know, they lease for 1000 bucks a month or something. But you might see this in gigantic distribution centers where everything seems very automated, but all of a sudden they have to make major changes because their volumes have gone up 30 40 50%. And they either can't or don't want to invest in more infrastructure. So how do we address that big problem in a big distribution center? And we're seeing robotics as the fit. Okay. Again, it sounds like a very attractive proposition, but I imagine there are some hurdles that one has to surmount in order to adopt or deploy a robotic system. What might some of those hurdles or obstacles be? 
Well, today what's happened, robotics are well in advance of what ERPs can support. An ERP system, even an ERP's warehouse management system, really are not set to deal with 10, 20, 50, 500 robots running around on the floor. So today's warehouse control systems and warehouse execution systems are really going to be necessary to bring all of this together. How do we bring ERP data even from a warehousing module and turn that into discrete executable tasks in a fleet of robots and human associates and bring this all together quickly? We can't spend another year integrating data from an ERP to an intermediary solution that talks to the robots, that that gets data back. These kinds of solutions that we're looking at today are implemented in a few months. We're not talking nine months, 12 months, 18 months, where we see some of these big, big giant WMS systems or ERP systems. We have to go fast. It's back to automate or die. So the software management systems have to play a little bit of catch-up. But meanwhile, as with any technology, I'm sure robotics technology is evolving. In years ahead, what additional types of tasks and applications might robots be taking on that they can't do now? I can't even imagine. I, I try to look at things are moving so quickly. The evolution is so fast and the engineering is amazing. But we, we're taking today discrete menial tasks and you know, the example of the robot that I saw handling a distribution line for blueberries, individual blueberries are picked out. They're singled out as the blueberry comes past a camera and a robot determines if the blueberry is okay to sell. And if not, it generates a little puff of air at the exact coordinates to push that one blueberry oh. off into a bucket going at high speed. It's just fascinating. So where do we end? I don't know. What we're going to see is, like in the articulating pick robots, the software and the ingenuity behind it is going to expand further and further into what we consider judgment areas, in that we can judge if a blueberry is good. We can judge if that apple has a bruise. We can judge if this packaging is damaged in any way, and should it, should it be sent to a human to actually intervene. Otherwise, we can just stream that product into a distribution center. So the horizon for this and for people in the robotics field and even people coming out of universities, this is huge. This is a huge opportunity for the up-and-comers. So, Martin, tell me a little bit about Intech. How long have you folks been around? And, sir, what is your market niche, so to speak? What do you guys do? Intech's been around over 30 years now, hard to believe. We are a warehouse automation software company anymore in that we combine warehouse management, warehouse execution, and warehouse control systems into a single package. Our niche is controlling other things to really get the most out of any warehouse or distribution center. How can we eke out the last iota of productivity using a blend of different technologies it might be mobile devices, it might be picked by light, it could be automated storage, conveyance system, AMRs. What is the best fit for their budget and their timeline? What's the total cost of ownership over time? And we deliver those solutions. So we've been at this a long time. Very consultative approach for us to, to when we go talk to people, we're trying to find out what is their problem and can we solve it. And if we can't, then we're just done. It's very simple. We've been talking specifically about robots and AMRs, so could you be a little more specific about your own systems and software, how they help 
to handle this new technology? Because you said that you had referred to a gap before in some underlying management systems. How do you step up and deal with that situation? That's a good question. The late 80s, early 90s, we were doing AGV systems. We did a lights-out system for Apple Computer and Assembly Plant. We did that. It got moved to Ireland. And that history, from where we come from, our software is based on the idea that we will control devices. We do understand discrete tasks. We have work queues for discrete tasks. And even in our giant warehouse management system software, the hooks are built in to the underlying control system. It's all one package. As a WMS, we don't have to go find a, a warehouse control system provider. We are that same provider. So integrating robots for us is simple. It's another discrete task with a different device. It's just slightly different than some other automated devices we've already integrated to. So that's probably the key element is that we're not just one of those facets. We're or else management, execution, and control system all blended into one big thing. And it's it didn't happen overnight. We've been after this for 30-plus years. So we have a lot of history, and yet we're on a modern technology background. So we've managed to get that done as well. Um, We're pretty proud of it. It does seem like in the very early days of warehouse management systems that they were kind of standalone systems within the four walls of the facility did not automatically integrate into the other systems that the company needed. I guess you would say that that is not an issue anymore, that you do integrate well with all other types of systems that are involved in logistics, distribution, and the supply chain, right? Yeah, absolutely. We've actually been integrating material handling equipment since the late 80s. Some of the first work I did was in 1989 integrating some old horizontal carousels into our warehouse management offering at that time. And then we codified that into a standard product in the early 90s. And we've been working on that ever since, delivering to our clients. It's just another growth opportunity within our industry to help clients, both existing and prospective, use the new technology to get the most bang for their buck. Because if they're not automating, if you look at the speed in which Amazon is growing and the number of distribution centers that they are going to add, just next year, the demand for labor is going to be ridiculous. I have a client today in two different markets that cannot hire anybody. Amazon continues to just up their hourly rate almost daily and outcompete them. They cannot compete unless they automate. Martin McLean of Intech, I want to thank you so much for joining me in this fascinating discussion about the present technology of robotics, of AMRs, and the future as well, as well as talking a little bit about Intech. Thank you very much for your time. Appreciate the time, Bob, very much. Thank you. That was my conversation with Martin McLean of Intech, talking about the state of the art of robotics and warehousing in the supply chain. We thank Intech for sponsoring this episode. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn. Follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain, and also watch videos on our YouTube channel. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Got any comments or suggestions on this or any episode? Email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. Stay well, and see you next time. <laughs>